Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried and true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Welcome, welcome to episode 21 of the Rebel Speaker Podcast. Hey, the podcast is now legal to drink. How cool is that? This is your host, Dr. Michelle Mazur. On the show today, we are continuing our four-part series about your unfair speaking advantage. This is a critical piece of the speaking gig puzzle. It is what you need to figure out in order to build a speech that stands out to pitch yourself more effectively for speaking gigs and to stand out in the crowded marketplace of speaking. So today, we're going to talk about the reason you're a speaker. And it's a different approach, not one most people talk about, but it is the key to unlocking your unfair speaking advantage. So let's do this. In episode 19, we talked about your personality and finding that one adjective that makes you stand out. And on episode 20, we talked about the second part of your unfair speaking advantage, your ideas and how having a strong viewpoint attracts your audience to you. Now today, we are going to talk about the reason you're speaking. And that reason is your audience. They are the most important people in the room. And it is critical that you get clear on the vision you hold for your audience. When entrepreneurs book speaking gigs, their minds begin to spin about the opportunity. How many new clients can I get? How many new signups to my email list? How many sales can I make? Will they invest? But to uncover your unfair speaking advantage, you need to think about speaking differently and what you're delivering differently. And by the way, if you want the whole lowdown on this unfair speaking advantage in an easy to use document, head on over to drmichellemazur.com backslash advantage and grab your free copy. So when you think about the next gig, it does not begin with you, the speaker. It starts with the audience. In presentations, buy-in is more important than buy-now. Or as Simon Sinek, my personal imaginary boyfriend, sees it, we can tell if you're a giver or a taker. And people are more likely to trust a giver. A speaker that gives them value, teaches them something new, inspires them than a taker. The most important person in the room is every member of your audience. Everything that you do in a presentation is meant to serve them. Your most important job as a speaker, beyond engaging and inspiring, is to produce results. Why is that? Speeches that stand out to audiences are the ones where the audience is changed by what the speaker says. Speakers who are known, and that is what we're trying for here, is getting you known for what you do. So speakers who are known for what they do produce a specific result for that audience. Then you're able to sell your speech to organizations over and over again because of this result. 
Now, you can't solve all of the audience's problems in a 20-minute or 60-minute or even 90-minute presentation. So the result that you can deliver must be very, very specific. So before you type one word on a PowerPoint slide or even begin crafting that signature talk, figure out the result that you want to produce for your audience. The result a speech can produce falls into one of the three following categories. Number one is a mindset shift. So your audience starts to think about a topic differently, like you've opened a new door. And for me, this is one of the goals that I produce when I speak is because I talk about building a successful speaking career, not about the speech or the marketing, but building your speech like a product. And when I say that, I can literally see my audience go, oh, wow, I've never thought about it. Like I have to build my speech like I would anything else in my business and have a strategy behind that. The second result is a new opportunity. So your speech opens up a new possibility for the audience they haven't thought of before. Maybe it's a new way to take their business, a new strategy for being more visible or getting on social media, but wow, you're giving them an opportunity. Or there is a behavior. So your audience adapts a new behavior. I always think about Amy Cuddy's TED Talk where she encourages us to use the power pose to feel more confident and powerful. And please remember that one sentence can cause a huge transformation. And I call this, when I work with my speakers, the big idea statement, because it is that one sentence transformation that you're going to be known for producing. So to find the result that only you could give, answer these two questions. Number one, which of the three results that I listed earlier do you want to give your audience? So pick one. You cannot accomplish all three in one speech. You have to have a clear outcome and result. If you try to do too much, your message and your result gets muddled. Question number two is, as a result of hearing me speak, how will my audience change? What specific result will they receive? And I always, when I'm thinking about my audience, what is their big top of mind problem when they walk into the room? So recently, I pitched myself for a speaking gig. And when I got the confirmation letter, I found out that there were 90 other applicants for 11 spots. Statistically speaking, I had less than 10% chance of landing the speaking gig. But I knew the result that I could produce for this audience because the audience, they are all business owners who have been in business for less than two years. I know the one thing that people in business who are just starting out struggle with finding their message. So my whole pitch was embedding this struggle of being able to encapsulate what you do in a short two or three sentences and walking them through the process on how to do that. And guess what? I was clear on the problem and the change that I wanted to produce of getting them to this client-attracting message, and my proposal was accepted because I had that bigger vision for my audience. So when you get clear on the results that you produce, it's going to be a lot easier to pitch and position yourself and to write your speech even. 
So now let's summarize what we have done in the past three episodes. So in episode 19, you found that one adjective that describes what only you can deliver on the stage. In episode 20, we talked about how your ideas stand out, and hopefully you found that viewpoint that you want to be known for. And on the show today, we talked about the vision you hold for the audience. So in the next episode, we're going to be taking these three components and creating a statement that encapsulates your unfair speaking advantage. So you don't want to miss episode 22 because we're going to bring it all together and I'm going to tell you exactly how to use this in building a speech, in positioning yourself on your website, and in pitching. But if you want the whole skinny right now, run off to drmichellemazer.com backslash advantage and grab the blueprint that walks you through this entire process. Finally, I would love to know about the vision that you hold for your audience. So head on over to the Rebel Speaker Facebook group and join over 200 other speakers where we discuss all of these topics around speaking and so much more. I'd love to see you there. So join us at drmichellemazer.com backslash group. And remember, your most rebellious act in speaking is becoming more of who you are.